the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I have to check something, just one second. Glenview, zero degrees, winter storm watch. All right, one second here. San Salvador, mostly sunny, 77 degrees, high of 90 today. All right. So you can begin to imagine why maybe I didn't want to leave El Salvador this time last year to come back home to Wisconsin, to the snowy sub-zero Midwest. You see, around this time, two, for the last two years, I've had the privilege of traveling with a group of members from my previous congregation in Brookfield and a few other congregations as well to visit our ministry partners in El Salvador. The purpose of this trip, called the Mission of Healing, was helping to run a series of makeshift medical clinics in and around the capital city of San Salvador. Our clinics were mostly set up in local churches and schools, and we'd see about 100 patients, if not more, every day. Each person would first check in with a doctor-nurse team before being shepherded through the various other stations of the clinic, like pharmacy, physical therapy, nutrition, counseling, prayer, and reading glasses. The mission of healing was an amazing trip to be a part of, to be able to travel to another part of the world and to get outside of our familiar comfort zones, to experience a different culture and to meet new friends, to see that look of pure joy on someone's face when they would stop by my table full of reading glasses and find that one pair that helped them to be able to see clearly again. And to receive such tremendous hospitality in return and plates full of chicken and rice and homemade baked goods, not to mention the pupusas. If you've never had a pupusa, I suggest you find one in the Chicago area. They're delicious. For me, this time of year is inextricably linked to those experiences of being in El Salvador. 
My first Sunday back in the pulpits in my congregation in Wisconsin, after my first trip two years ago, happened to be Transfiguration Sunday. As I preached that day, I reflected back on all of the experiences I had had in the previous week. And as much as I would have wanted to stay, and not just for the weather, although that was a factor, I knew that we had to leave, to come back down the mountain, to continue the work of ministry at home. It's tempting to want to stay in certain moments, isn't it? In a makeshift medical clinic in El Salvador, where we could actually see the tangible impact of our ministry firsthand, or in celebrations that mark our accomplishments at work or school, or in times of glory on the mountain with Jesus. These moments are happy and safe and make us feel good, and there's nothing wrong with them. But these moments are made for coming down the mountain. Coming down from the mountain doesn't take away from the experiences that we've had. If anything, those experiences give us strength for what's to come, whatever we might face at the base of the mountain. Strength to draw from when we most need it, when the dazzling glory of the mountaintop starts to grow dim and the doubts and the worry and the uncertainty starts to creep back in. Goodness knows that the disciples are going to need that strength as they move with their rabbi to the events of Holy Week, as both Mark's gospel and our own liturgical calendar begin to take the shift toward Jerusalem, toward Jesus' suffering and death, toward Judas' betrayal, Peter's denial, and the disciples' abandonment and fear. Goodness knows that Elisha is going to need that strength as his mentor Elijah is taken from him, leaving him to pick up the mantle and to continue the work of the prophets by himself. Goodness knows that we are going to need that strength as we face another COVID Lent. When by this time last year, COVID wasn't even on our minds, or at the very least, it was something that was not here. With the disciples and Elisha, we'd love nothing more than to hold on to the way things were before. Who can blame Peter for wanting to set up camp? Only six days earlier, after his stunning confession of Jesus as the Messiah, Jesus went on to explain to Peter and the other disciples just what that meant. His suffering, rejection, and death. No wonder Peter wanted to hold on to the way things had been. It's tempting to want to stay, to go back to the way things used to be. It's tempting to look back to the church of years ago and to want to return to the glory days when pews and Sunday school classrooms were packed full. But the stories we get today are about the letting go, 
coming down from the mountain, moving forward. It's okay and even faithful to mourn the loss of the good things that have been. But we don't have to get stuck there. Indeed, we can't get stuck there. We can dare to dream boldly, to imagine what can be, drawing strength from those mountaintop moments when we most need them, drawing strength from the promises of God. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Words almost exactly the same as the words spoken over Jesus in his baptism and now addressed to a wider audience that invites the disciples and us to hear those words as well. Jesus' belovedness goes with him to Jerusalem, even to the cross. The disciples' belovedness goes with them, even when they're terrified and don't know what to say. Elisha's belovedness goes with him even as he tears his clothes in anguish and in grief. Our belovedness goes with us too. Even when the dazzling glory of the mountaintop starts to grow dim and the doubts and the worry and the fear start to creep back in again. The blaze of the transfiguration and the fiery heavenly chariots are moments of glory and affirmation of God's promises that give God's people strength for what lies ahead. And they remind us that God cannot and will not be contained by any one dwelling or experience alone. This morning, in a few minutes, we'll sing a hymn from the ELCA's new hymnal supplements, All Creation Sings, which says in part, Justice, mercy, and compassion, these the booths Christ bids us build, that the earth he loves may flourish as each life with grace is filled. The blessing of the transfiguration is made for coming down from the mountain. As we are filled and nourished in this space, we are also sent forth into the world for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of God's word of good news for all creation, for the sake of the work of justice and mercy and compassion. I miss the people and the experiences in El Salvador, and I mourn not being able to be there. But the gifts of those experiences remain with me. Every time I look at the cross painted by a Salvadoran pastor friend of mine that now hangs on the wall in my office, or every time that I wear this stole that I purchased on my first mission of healing trip, I draw strength from those experiences for the present moment. The blessing of those experiences didn't end on the plane ride home, but continues even to this day. The blessing of the transfiguration in those moments when we experience God's glory in all of its fullness 
don't end when the live stream worship video ends. But it's then that that blessing is only just beginning. This blessing is made for coming down from the mountain. This blessing goes with us on the journey today, tomorrow, for as long as we have breath.